Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello and welcome to the Fun Kids Book Club. My name is Bex and I love books, which means I am perfect to host this show. Today we are chatting to the author Dave Rudden all about his brand new winter and Christmas themed Doctor Who book, The Wintertime Paradox. So let's find out a little bit more. So I am joined right now down the line by the author Dave Rudden. Hey Dave, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I am I'm very good, thank you. Um, you're in you're in Dublin, which is where um, my family are from, actually, so I feel some kinship with you already. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so you tell me, you are, you must be a very big Doctor Who fan because you've got a very big Doctor Who book out right now. Yes, I am a huge, unashamed nerd. And uh, I am the author of The Wintertime Paradox, which is a collection or a selection box, basically, of stories set in the universe of Doctor Who. Um, one of the things I love about Doctor Who is that depending on the episode you watch it's either a mystery or a horror or an action movie or a comedy and so I wanted to capture that feeling so these stories are spread out over different doctors and villains and companions and times and planets there's a jailbreak story there's a story that's basically home alone in a warehouse of dangerous alien technology there's a dark fairy tale set at a young scientist convention for some reason there's something there for everybody I think yeah so there are 12 stories in this because I started reading it and it it kicks off I hope it's I think I can say this it kicks off with uh, Rose and her doctor with uh, David Tennant who at yeah. the time has just changed, right, from Christopher Eccleston in your story? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great, the stories are a great opportunity to explore things that must have happened, but you don't get to see them in the show. So I wanted to have Rose and David Tennant hang out at that moment where she's still a little bit mistrustful. She really misses yeah. Christopher Eccleston's doctor. And then they go to the panto because Christmas. Well, that's the thing. But then I was totally saying, I didn't realise there were 12 stories. And I was like, oh, it's changing. Oh, goodness. And like, like the doctor <laughs> himself, every story kind of regenerates into a new adventure. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Um, I think that like so many people have like different favourite doctors and different favourite villains. So uh, this is something for this. There's something for everybody there, no matter who your favourite doctor is. I have to ask, obviously, who's your favourite doctor? I love Matt Smith. Matt Smith's first season. I just he's Eleven is so much fun to write, but I love writing him with Rory because Rory is Loki, my favourite Doctor Who character, because he's just such a such a sweetheart. Uh, So there's a story in the. There's a story in this where he uh, he gets to spend um, Christmas dinner with uh, River in prison because that's where she spends a lot of her time. So he's just kind of like slightly perturbed and eating stuffing as a jailbreak happens around him. So what other characters uh, do we get to meet in the 12 stories? So there are tons. So um, you get to solve a murder mystery with Missy, which is quite hard to say fast, in uh, Edinburgh at the turn of the century. You get to meet, uh, you get to see Eleven. You get to meet uh, the 13th Doctor as she deals with Faction Paradox, who are an old classic villain that actually have never shown up in New Who. So I had a lot of fun playing with them. Uh, And then there's also some like new and original characters. So there's a Christmas horror with this little tough as nails nine-year-old called Catherine going up against these vampire aliens called plasmavores there's a 12 and bill story there's tons in there 
it is i mean you've jam-packed in a lot of stuff but did you feel like the legacy was quite a difficult one to take because a lot of people really love doctor who like you've got a lot of pressure there right oh yeah uh, <laughs> so i i first started writing uh, fan fiction when i was a teenager and that's actually a really good way to to get into writing because some of the work is already done so i all had a little bit of experience uh taking on other people's characters and especially characters that people because people love doctor who and it means so much to so many people so i am very careful when i write i do a lot of research which mostly involves watching a lot of Doctor Who, so it's not that Brilliant. strenuous. And I, I'm very aware that I'm taking on something that other people love. So I try and make it as true and as clear to the characters as possible. And I'm also, I like to think of Doctor Who as this big sprawling mansion and I'm just working away in one small part of it. So yeah, you've got to have a lot of respect for it. Oh, that's a good way of putting it because yeah, there are, um, obviously you've got the TV shows, but you've got like the big Finnish audio stuff. You've got um, books everywhere. You've got the magazine. Like it is, it's a massive world and it must be quite overwhelming to into but quite nice to be able to pick and choose which bits of it you write about yeah i mean you are only ever describing a small bit of it and you're never changing the entire huge machine that is it's a bit like the tardis you're never changing all of it you know it's still always going to be that blue box you're just working out like a little new room like there's a story in the anthology called father of the daleks uh, which is about davros and how he spends his christmas because he's obviously a villain but he's quite a sad character and he has these daleks who are his children but they don't really like him because he's not a dalek so it's about him sort of struggling with this and so yeah it's a chance to sort of deep dive into all these little small pieces of who oh it's so much fun i have to ask as well i've asked your favorite doctor uh, who's your favorite assistant i love bill i could have watched like five five more seasons of bill um i also i didn't think i would love bradley walsh as much as i did but he's re- he's really the heart of the new the new seasons and i really i was really surprised by that i think he's great i have to say i agree i thought um i was surprised they brought him in but actually he works very well doesn't he he does and like his arc with ryan is really sweet i also i love yaz i think if i was doing another book i'd write a yaz procedural where she gets to be a cop because i think that's a really interesting thing about her um but yeah I know it's great. I have to say, my favourite, um, and I didn't expect it to be, but this is the way it goes, uh, was Donna. Donna was my fave. She is, I mean, I mean, Catherine Tate could have played the Doctor. Like, she'd <laughs> yes. be an amazing Doctor. And maybe now she will come back somehow, I don't know. But uh, yeah, she with Donna and like, oh, such a sad ending as well. <gasps> it shouldn't work as well as it does, but I think it's a really refreshing thing after obviously Rose and the Doctor were kind of this love story. And then with Martha, he was obviously still sort of, she really liked him and he was, you know, still thinking about Rose. And it was just really refreshing to have like mates you know two mates just bouncing around the universe having fun i think that's exactly what i loved about it it was just a big fun joyous show and the show is and the book is it's just fun and exciting and uh, it's a good adventure story to get to get wrapped up in over winter. Yeah, I think so. Like each of the stories is kind of connected by that winter theme. So there's a little bit of Christmas. There's some like there's sort of a, a dark sort of winter fairy tale in there. And I try to write stories that you just love to curl up with under a duvet as it like rains or snows outside. Oh, this book sounds fascinating. And we can hear a little bit more after this. So now, Dave, it's time to tell me what was your favourite childhood book? So... My favourite childhood book was Matilda. Matilda made me want to be a teacher. Um, I was always that shy, sceptical, slightly worried kid who hid in books all the time. And I became a teacher because of Miss Honey and the idea that it just takes one kind teacher to make your life just that little bit easier. Now, this is a lovely reason because I read Matilda and it made me want to move things with my mind. It made me want to become a 
teacher. That's amazing. <laughs> I love. I do love the fact that like most children's books are about a child entering into a magical world. But the only thing that's magical in Matilda is Matilda. She is the magic in that world. In a world that doesn't have a lot of magic in it, she is the best thing about it. Well, I guess when you read this as well, it must be so nice to see Miss Honey, like you say, just change a kid's life and, and to know that that's a possibility that you can, and that in itself is magic. Yeah, like, I mean, like I do, I, I've done something like, I've done 607 school visits in the last three years and I can always tell, and maybe it's part of being a teacher or part of the fact that I used to be shy, but can all, I can always tell that kid who needs a bit of a boost or that kid who's just like, they just haven't found their tribe yet or things are hard from the minute and being able to like share with them that like, look, things get easier is really, it's really important to me. It's one of my favourite things about writing. And this is hands down then your favourite Roald Dahl book. Oh, that, that, oh, yeah. T- that's a tough question. I think so. I think because it's, you know, it's 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 very it's a very kind book, but it's also a murder mystery. Like I think people people forget that, and it makes such great towering villains. I mean, it's easy to make like the Grand High Witch scary, but this makes just a cruel principle the most terrifying thing in the world. He's so good at taking the the furniture of a normal kid's life and making it this big spectacular thing. You, you know, you're right. You said there was a murder mystery, and I was thinking, what? Which book? And then I realised, yeah, of course, you're right. Trenchful and, and the uh, and uh, the dad, yeah, Miss Honey's dad. I've, I'd totally forgotten about that. Yeah, it's like it's buried. It's a, it's an interesting one because, like, as a kid, you you know that teachers are people. You know that they don't like just fold themselves up in a in a, in a closet like at the end of the day. But you only get to see little glimpses of it. So, like Matilda, by the end of it, she has got her own like dramas and her own life to work through. But she gets a glimpse into this really shocking murder mystery that's happening just sort of like slightly out of sight. It's a fascinating book. Now, of course, it's time for Dave to do my big quiz. Well, before I let you go, I've got to do a little quiz with you, if that's all right. Amazing. Uh, a little quick-fire round of questions, um, just, to get, uh, just to get a feel for who you are. So here we go. Um, do you prefer books or Kindles? Books. Yeah, everyone says it. Heroes <laughs> or villains? It's got to be villains, I'm afraid. Really? Okay, which is the best villain? Oh, I, I love the Cybermen. They're so sad. They're just sad little Frankensteins <laughs> rocking around the galaxy. I love them. Sad little Frankenstein. That is going to be the name of my new band. Um <laughs> Film adaptation or TV adaptation? Uh, Doctor Who, it's got to be TV adaptation. Sure. Uh, Daleks or Weeping Angels? Ooh, uh, Weeping Angels. Oh, they're so so freaky. Writing <laughs> or reading? Writing, I think. Okay. Uh, big Doctor Who scarf or Doctor Who fez? Oh, um, it's got. I mean, I've got a beard, so scarves are kind of difficult. I'm kind of wearing my own scarf all the time. But yeah, I think I don't think I could pull off a fez. <laughs> I'm no Matt Smith. Uh, well, have faith. Hogwarts or Narnia? Narnia. Laptop or write by hand? Laptop, I'm afraid. It's much easier. My hands cramp up if I write. Don't don't apologise. Uh, bookshop visit or school tour? I love. I used to be a teacher. I love school tours. I love yelling at children about how great books are. <laughs> David Tennant or Christopher Eccleston? Oh, controversial. Uh, I'm going to say Eccleston. Oh, interesting choice. Okay, good. I'll give you that. Uh, do you write nine to five or when you fancy? Uh, I have a word count every day, but it's 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 just about hitting that word count. So I do too many gigs during the day to do a nine to five, unfortunately. Uh, Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Paddington Bear, rocking the coast. Oh, wow. You went straight in there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and finally, the big one, the, the classic, salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Cheese and onion down to the ground. Whoa. Cheese and onion chutney walker sensations are my favourite crisps and I will fight anybody who says different. Oh, Dave, until that moment, I thought we were going to be friends. And then oh, you no. Under my feet. Do over, do over. 
I'll give you that because you were you had your convictions there. You, you even gave me a brand, and that is fair enough. <laughs> you know what you you know what you like, and you like what you know, and that's fair enough. Um, but not, I mean, not to be honest. Normally, salt and vinegar is my favourite. I won't lie to you. I, I can't lie. No, I mean salt and vinegar in a cheese sandwich, very nice. I can I can see that. Oh, I've never tried that before. This is just a crisp podcast now. This is great. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally every conversation I have turns into just a conversation about crisps, to be honest. Um, well, Dave, thank you so much for chatting to us about your brand new book. Uh, can you tell everybody one thing that they should look out for in it? One thing that they'll only know to look out for if they've listened to this podcast and this show. Oh, that's really good. Um, you should look out for uh, the fact that the in the Panto story, they get to meet this uh, really famous actor called Shara Betamax, and she is 100% Meryl Streep. She's just 51st century Meryl Streep, because I love Meryl Streep. Oh, great answer. Lovely stuff. So Doctor <laughs> Who, uh, The Wintertime Paradox is out right now, and everybody should go and grab a copy. After all of that, I reckon we need to actually hear a little bit from the book, don't you? So let's check out a reading from the man himself. Yeah, so I think you can tell I'm a fan of Matilda when you when you meet the main character of this story. So this is a short reading from Christmas with the Plasmavores. It is a French name, said Henry Plasmavore, and smiled so widely you could see every tooth in his head. Very common. Very normal, added Madeleine Plasmavore. She was smiling too, but she had no teeth at all. Very human and normal. They filled the doorway of the Sullivan home like jelly in a mould. A pair of squat, fleshy rectangles in identical black button-up coats. Henry had a red scarf crimping the dead white skin of his neck. A beret had deflated on Madeleine's scalp. Other than that, it was surprisingly difficult to tell them apart. Catherine disliked them on sight. This was not an uncommon reaction for Catherine. It wasn't that she had anything against people, on principle, but she had simply decided six months ago that she had met enough of them and didn't need to meet any more. There was a quota. She had reached it. Her father had tried to explain to her that there wasn't a quota, actually, and even if there was, she couldn't have reached it because she was nine. This was just one of the many things on which Catherine and her father did not see eye to eye. And your car broke down. Morris Sullivan was small for a dad. He dressed in oversized cardigans, even in summer, and his receding hair stuck up in tufts as if waving for help. Morris needed help with a lot of things. He had to be reminded to take his anxiety medicine. He sometimes worked so hard he forgot to eat, and Catherine had to remind him to do that too. The only reason there was a stubby little Christmas tree in the corner was because Catherine had reminded Morris it was Christmas, and she wished she'd had the presence of mind to also remind him that you didn't open the door to strange people at midnight on Christmas Eve. But now he had, and the plasmavores loomed over them both like the twin halves of a Venus flytrap about to snap shut. Big thank you to Dave Rudden for telling us all about his brand new Doctor Who book. It is brilliant. Go and check it out. If you're a fan of Doctor Who or Christmas or reading or books, it pretty much ticks all of those boxes, I would say. That's pretty much it from me for the Fun Kids Book Club podcast today. Remember to like, subscribe, tell your friends, go and read a book, and I'll see you super soon. Bye. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com.
Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!